The woman who stood in the doorway was close to six feet tall and strongly built. She wore a tailored blue overall with a red sweater underneath it and shoes with low heels. Her face would have been described in some quarters as weather-beaten. In fact, she had good features, thick dark hair with some grey in it, and if her brown skin had a few more lines and grooves in it than Vogue recommends, bad luck for Vogue. You couldn't have made it from the desk to the door in that time, she said. Not possible. No, you're right. I was heading for the filing cabinet when you knocked. Well, do it then, she said. I believe in finishing what you start. Hmm. I agreed with her, of course. Tried to do just that, but momentarily I'd forgotten what I wanted from the cabinet. Couldn't let that show. I waved at the client's chair, shuffled forward and reached for the handle of the top drawer. Please take a seat. She strode across the frayed carpet as if she was used to rough ground and lowered herself into the chair. Memory returned when I saw the yellowed edges of the fool's cap folders in the drawer and I rummaged through looking for my copy of the Act of the Parliament of New South Wales. I found it in the second drawer, a bit dog-eared from being pushed aside rather than from assiduous reading. I pulled it out and slammed the drawer shut. She didn't react. Good nerves or very preoccupied, I thought. I flipped the slim document onto the desk, sat down and tidied the papers in front of me. How can I help you? I said. She leaned forward and placed the card on which my name and the words Private Inquiries were written on the desk. There was a hole in the card where the drawing pin that held it to the door had been. This was on the floor, she said. Thank you. Careless, but you don't go in for waste, I like that. I felt I was holding ground. Just. Good. I pulled a notepad towards me and clicked a biro. I'm supposed to keep notes on everything I do, even if we don't do any business. I usually start by asking for a name. She smiled. The lines around her eyes spread. I suppose if you can't even get a name, there's not much likelihood of doing business. I'm Louise Madden. I want you to find my father, Brian Madden. He went missing two months ago. You can write that down. I did. My fees are $180 a day, plus expenses, I said. She nodded. You seem rather... formal. I didn't expect that. I've had enough of formality. I was hoping for some energy. I can usually guarantee that. I straightened the two letters and held them up. I've been hit with a bit of formality myself lately. It must have rubbed off. I think I can promise you professionalism and independence. I felt stuffy and middle-aged as I spoke. I'd given up smoking years ago and the bottle of wine was still in the cabinet, so there was no careless, youthful gestures to be made. I underlined her name on my notepad. I landscaped a garden for Roberta Landy Drake, Louise Madden said. A former client of yours. She recommended you. Well, that was good news. Mrs Landy Drake expected a good job and paid handsomely for it. She held the view, unusual for a rich person, that the labourer was worthy of his hire. Well, that's a good recommendation for us both, I said. Yeah, she's fun, isn't she? This woman was full of surprises. People don't usually talk about fun in the same breath as their dead dad. Still, attitudes to dead dads differ. I nodded and wrote Landy Drake on my pad. Then I gave Miss Madden my level professional stare, the one that's supposed to get them talking. My father was last seen in May. He was walking across the harbour bridge. Why?
He liked to walk. He walked everywhere. It was recreation and exercise for him. No one seems to have understood that. By no one, you mean... The police, the missing persons branch, or whatever it is. They haven't been helpful. They don't seem interested. They don't say so, but I have the feeling they think he jumped, committed suicide. Not that they use the word. They try to avoid calling death suicides. They say it spares the feelings of the family. I'm his only family. It didn't spare my feelings. Is there another reason for avoiding the word? Doesn't look good in the state statistics. Bad for business, bad for tourism. Christ, the hypocrisy, she said. The real feelings were starting to seep out now under the layer of toughness. She wasn't about to pull out tissues and weep, but the emotions were working inside her. At this point in an interview, there's two ways to go. Operate on the...